Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know what I was going to say? What? Don't ask me. Go and ask everyone who's made a feminine energy video. Because that's exactly what all of that content is. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get ready for the pick news out there. No, let me. But why is it that the appeal of top tier femininity is silence? Mm. Why do people love that so much? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are online sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's conversation, we're going to be talking about respectability politics do women have to dress behave and look a certain way to be respected in society this is gonna be a really good one it's a hot topic topic at the moment so i'm excited i'm very excited i am very excited <laughs> but miss courtney can we just hello up, up to you real quick this blue jumper you're giving us is really oh giving. thank you let's just give it up one time for miss courtney you were looking absolutely delicious and fine and fantastic if I do say so myself. You are too kind. Fellas, you can submit your CV <laughs> I'm to Not auctioning me off on the Renee, internet. Um, the highest bid at Wheat <laughs> We specifically were looking for folks that are uh, making six figures and, and more a year. Um, I know that a lot of folks will have a lot to say about that topic, but um, that's the <laughs> <laughs> I think that was an excellent way to start off those spectrums. 100%. <laughs> Man, I do try, I do try. But before we get into the meat, let's jump topic, into it. Let's have a little bit of a starter, which is the dilemma. Ding, ding, ding. Now, <laughs> from our lovely community member. Hey guys, I first wanted to say I love you both. Love you too. Thank you for using your platform to spread love and positivity. You both are amazing and I aspire to have friends like you both. But for now, I'll claim you as my besties. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. That's my bestie. Hey, girl. Hey, we've had this conversation before. Y'all can't have Courtney. Um, (laughs) Is that why you're looking at me like that? I was looking at you like, oh, you can't be friendly over there. (laughs) All friendly and stuff. I was just like, She said both of us, though. Yeah, both Both of of us. us. I know. Mm. All right, they said no new friends. I'm trolling, sis. (laughs) I'm trolling. Well, here's my dilemma. Sure. I specifically became close to one guy to the point where we would talk every other day. FaceTime, send each other stuff on TikTok. And he followed me on everything. He asked for my social media handles. Okay. However, my friends called me out and told me that I was weird for befriending a guy who has a girlfriend. Okay. I had discussed... Why do do these keep coming to our doorstep? (laughs) Oh, it is dilemma time. Okay, okay. Ah... (laughs) I had discussed with him that I felt uncomfortable talking to him as frequently, but he said that it wasn't that deep and that he promises I won't get caught up. He and I will be in the exact same program for the next two and a half years at grad school. 
and we really click. He's a super nice guy. And for whatever reason, I tend to befriend guys a lot easier than girls. However, I know if I was a girlfriend and I didn't know the girl, I wouldn't be worried, but definitely feel somehow because some girls are sneaky. Hundred. Please help. What do you want help with? Uh, as in like should you keep being this close to yeah, this guy precisely this well precisely you this. seem to have an a, an idea that it might be inappropriate yeah um i think all you can really do is kind of take maybe your gas off the pedal a little bit and yeah. just let him know that you're definitely just friends you're not looking to explore anything i personally do believe that men and women can be just platonic friends even if one is in a relationship i agree um so i don't think it's inappropriate unless you start crossing inappropriate boundaries so in terms of what sort of content are you sending to each other? Mm. How, what, what are the times that you are, like if you call your friend at like 2 a.m., that might be inappropriate. Mm. Um, is he spending too much time with you? Well, to be honest, that's not really any of your, that's not your business or Absolutely. your fault. Um, but in the sense of like for them, it's just for them to outline boundaries in their relationship and him, you know, just communicate that with you and your friendship and make sure both of you honor it. I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily in you communicating with each other at all. Um, your friends and you're going to be in close proximity. I think to make this into something could make things very awkward for the next two and a half years in the mm. sense that like, oh, you know, you've got a girlfriend. I don't want to, you know, cross any boundaries, but he may be thinking, girl, I'm what just trying to be here? your friend. Yeah, yeah I'm just, yeah. Try- we're just trying to get on with each other and we have a similar sense of humor. Mm. So I would just say tread carefully, but keep keep walking in friendship with each other. I don't see, I personally don't see too much of an issue with it. It's really just down for, like he should be sending the dilemma. It's, <laughs> it's for him to have a, di- it's, it's for him to have a conversation with his girlfriend mm. about boundaries and what she's comfortable with and what she thinks is appropriate. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm glad that you're thinking sis about like, what could this look like from her perspective? That's really nice. That's really gracious. Mm. Um, but that's down to him to kind of pattern up and sort out as well. Don't make this into more than what it is right now it seems to just be a friendship so keep it that way that was so gracious Courtney I love that I love that that was great (laughs) um yeah I don't think I have much to add to that apart Mm. from just make sure that you know the boundaries are not crossed yeah um if he hasn't articulated anything to you that makes you feel uncomfortable or if he hasn't shared like inappropriate content I think that's really key there like inappropriate content what times what what the kind of things that you guys talk about Mm. um I think it's very possible to have friends even when you're in a relationship and friends of the opposite sex Mm. or friends of the gender that you're attracted to um as long as you make sure that your boundaries are clear Mm. and yeah you run the risk of making things awkward I think it's more so just make sure that you know not only are the boundaries between you two not cross but I think there's also the uh what's the word the fact that other folks are kind of like telling you that it looks inappropriate i mean take with a pinch of salt i know that your friends will be you know out here trying to look out for you and stuff so they'll always tell you the truth hopefully that's what i'm I'm assuming um and if that is the case then you might want to regulate how often and like what is the closeness of the proximity that you Mm. are with this person but other than that as long as you are both clear on the boundaries and you're clear that you know nothing is gonna you know happen Mm. then i think it should be fine but i think you should also check yourself like if you are if you find yourself in a position where you start to like fancy him or anything um that's some like that's work that you need to do 
Um, and also make sure that your, you know, engagement and your relationship with this guy doesn't prevent you from meeting other people as well. Um, as well as, you know, not just platonic, but also romantic relationships. Yeah. If that's something that you're interested in, yeah. just make sure that this isn't going to be a blocker. But other than that, I think it's actually, as like you said in the last line that some girls are sneaky. We're hoping that you're not the sneaky That's one. it. And that's all you can be really. That is literally it. I, yeah, your friends definitely will see more than we see. So if they're pulling you up on something that is in fact true, you know, we hope that you have the self-awareness to be like, okay, yeah, maybe I am overstepping. But if they're just trying to say, you know, they wouldn't want their guy to be with, um, to have a female friend, that is a projection that you don't have to take on. Um, but like Renee said, you know, just make sure that you're staying on the right side of the boundary. I um, mean, even if a boundary has not been drawn yet, you draw it. You know, in looking out for a fellow sister, you draw the boundary and and you know, okay, I won't message you past a certain time. We don't discuss these kind of topics. We don't send each other this kind of content. Um, Just friends. We're we're friends. And you can't, as much as you would joke with your friends about certain things, sometimes when you know, okay, this person has another person in their life, you don't joke about certain things with people, you know? So that's like, I won't send you sex TikToks or sex Uh, jokes or something inappropriate. Do you know what I mean? You should absolutely mind your business. 100%. (laughs) But... Getting into the the meat of the Respectability conversation. Respectability. Main course. Politics. The main course. Politics. Are you, are you ready, Miss Courtney? I don't think I am, but let's go. So, before we get into the conversation, conversation. Not me adjusting my wig on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. It gets, it gets like that, man. It gets like that. But when we use the term respectability politics yeah what does that mean to you mm-hmm. what does it mean to be respectable and what does respectability politics mean, mean right so politics is all about power and mm-hmm. it's all about um ways that you can get or weaponize power so in terms of respectability politics it's how can you be respectable how can you be seen in a, a society as acceptable mm. um as worthy of respect of honor of um and not just in the highest esteem but in even in the most basic of sense how can you be seen as dignified as a person <laughs> as a human mm. being um and giving that respect those rights um and not degraded so that is pretty much what responsibility respectability politics is what things can you do to gain power Mm. and to gain the power to become respectable Mm. so it could be in the way that you look in the way that you speak um in the way that you conduct yourself and a lot of people are more subject to it than other people than others so some people don't even know that they're they're is necessarily a thing mm-hmm. as respons- respectability politics. And mm-hmm. they may just navigate through their life as doing things which just make the most sense or um, are just common courtesy. So for example, um, in, in particular social settings, you will dress a certain way, look a certain way, talk a certain way, right? Um, but for other people in those same environments, because the way they are without doing those things is unacceptable, deemed unacceptable. Mm. They have to kind of go the extra mile, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. To, in order to gain that respectability. So for example, if you are, I I can only really think of it in the racial terms. So if you are in a a big corporate company, for example, Mm. because oftentimes in the corporate world and because of historical incidents, 
certain people have been on <laughs> certain people have been kept out um or have been seen as you know misplaced and not really belonging there mm-hmm. um like black people women ethnic minorities um those specific groups of people may need to overcompensate in order to be respected. So they start playing this kind of political game in order to gain power um, to become respectable. And that's respectability politics. But other people who are more widely accepted in those sorts of environments wouldn't need to do that. Their simple being who they are Mm. brings them acceptance, but it's not the same for everybody. So some people, you know, have to navigate that site differently. Mm. How about yourself though? Yeah, I think we've pretty much got very similar views. I think speaking towards respect, respect is for me the recognition that another person has value. Mm. So looking looking or, you know, engaging with someone and saying, Okay, you've got value in some sense. Mm. Um, and then respectability politics being that whole, as you were saying, navigation around that, right? How do I portray that I am a person of value? How can I be taken seriously in different contexts? Yeah. Um, and even this whole idea of value, it's ascribed differently in different contexts. So the context that you talked about in terms of like navigating the corporate world as, you know, a person of color, um, or, you know, navigating a relationship, for example, or friendships, um, how can I display or like show off the hallmarkers of value such that somebody else will be able to recognize it and treat me accordingly. Um, and I think more widely in like, our generation and how we've been grappling with respectability politics is many of us are starting to realize and vocalize all of these different elements that are going in towards who gets respect and when. Mm. Um, And I think a lot more people are doing things like think pieces, YouTube videos and all that good stuff as to why do we have to look a certain way or dress a certain way or behave a certain way Mm. in order to be respected by other people? Mm. I think it's actually a great segue into my next question for you, Courtney, Mm -hmm. which is what do you think about respectability politics specifically for women? Mm. Do you think that, first of all, how does it affect women? Yeah. And secondly, do you think that it affects women more so than men? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, how does it affect women? Um, I think often, uh, throughout history. <laughs> In this essay, we will. Throughout history, okay. the, the the female body has been one, um, ob- one objectified mm. and secondly, created for consumption, right? Yeah, yeah. And so you, if, if um, based on your amazing definition, if you're going to be in a patriarchal system if you're going to be in a capitalistic system you have to prove your value you have mm. to prove um your value to the point where you are then affirmed and it is it's affirmed to you mm. through acceptance so whether you are you know picked for that job or picked by that spouse yeah, you know yeah. that that's what confirms your femininity that's what confirms your achievement of womanhood as we've established in like quite a few episodes um so based on that premise oftentimes because we are are objectified and because we are almost pitted against each other because of the systems within Mm -hmm. which we exist you have to show yourself as valuable and prove that um not necessarily by overcompensating but more so by fear of falling into certain tropes that would make you um that would cause you to be considered unvaluable Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so um don't wear that out don't uh speak like that when you're out cover up in this way ladies don't act like this Mm. that all of that is kind of respectability politics if you want somebody to view you in a lens of value uh, through the lens of being valuable um and and seeing that you are truly 
somebody worth being around, seeing, listening to, um, then you need to act like this. And so I think women, because of our objectification, because of the male gaze, um, and because of, like I said, the patriarchal and capitalistic systems that we live in that are interlinked, Mm. we have to do a lot when it comes to navigating respectability politics. However, I think men and women have to navigate it as equally. Because I think the world in which we live in is constantly trying to, one, invalidate you. And secondly, get you to have to earn respect yeah earn respect is not just freely given and i think that because of that because in your social circles in your workplace and wherever you are you have to prove your masculinity prove your femininity or just prove your worth you're worth the space that you're taking up (laughs) and and we we were chair you're sitting in Earn it. No, you've got to be worth it. Earn it. But but in the sense, it's even the education system that we mm. put into so early. Yeah. You know, you have to, you have to prove yourself. What yeah. what are you made of? You know, yeah. these grades are going to tell you your value. The tier that you're in or the the set that we were put into school, you know, higher set, middle set, lower set. Um, it's survival of the fittest out here. <laughs> and you have to continually uh, earn that respectability. But even in less of a formal sense, if you look at informal settings, um, trying to be accepted into that friendship group, mm. trying to be down mm. with the popular kids, mm. trying to, you know, that kind of coming of age story we were talking um, about earlier, like that that coming of age story of, I want people to like me. You know, I want to be desirable. I want to be um, accepted. That's all playing the game of respectability. Um, And I think men and women go through it equally. I think it's different. Mm. Even in recent conversations about the high value man, that is all about respectability politics. Um, The, the, what's the, uh, feminine energy, respectability politics. It's all about, this is the site that we're navigating currently. If you want to play this game, this is how you win. That to me is respectability politics. Uh, how about you though? Yeah, no, I again, I love that, man. Like, I think that what you said insofar as equal but different mm. is spot on because I think for women, our respectability is like the politics that centered around respectability often falls on aesthetics. Mm. It's often about the way that you look, the way that you sound, the way that you, you know, dress. Facts. Do you fit into the typecast of what we deem as socially respectable? And this is often manifested in so many different ways, right? Mm. So there's the whole body aesthetic. Yeah. There is the hypersexualization of certain body types. Mm. And then there's, you know, the body types that are seen as more respectable on different um, types of women as well. Yeah. And the fact that it's even a tricky topic because this whole category of women, Mm. right? can sometimes be respectability in of itself because Mm. there are some groups of quote unquote women Mm. that don't fit into the generally accepted social tropes of what womanhood or traditional femininity should be. So thinking about like, for example, us as black women, um, our femininity and our womanhood often being called into question relatively often is a form of respectability politics insofar as our race or our identity can sometimes invalidate our claim to woman. So it's really interesting to see how respectability and that the politics around it can be refracted in different, like Mm. different communities. Mm. Um, So that's pretty cool. But yeah, coming back to the whole men versus women. So yeah, it's, it's entirely, well, not entirely, but mostly aesthetic. Um, and yeah, the whole idea of like body types, the whole idea of clothes, the mm. whole idea of hair, 
the whole idea of features. I mean, yeah. we've mentioned it in a lot of other episodes that we've gone through where we're talking about the female body in different yeah. lenses, but all of them are a form of respectability. Right. Can I value you? Can I respect you based on what your body or what you look like and what's that's telling me about, about you? Um, so I think it's just a really, really interesting conversation to have. Mm. And I think especially now, because mm. we are, you know, the digital native generation mm. where we're constantly seeing, you know, people online yeah. all the time. Yeah. The question of what is respectable, yeah. what is valuable, who deserves respect mm. is just ever so pertinent. 100%. And I love what you were saying about like, you know, the high value man mm. and like masculinity and what does respectability look like for, for men? Um, even things like height, mm. you know, they do also get, you know, their aesthetics, albeit a lot less so than women. Yeah, but it's critiqued. Um, it is, exactly. This whole idea of like, who is more respected on the pecking order in the charts? This is it. Um, who this deserves it. more respect this and who it. doesn't deserve yeah. respect? Um, but I did want to say something as mm-hmm. well. I think it, in that whole, like, men and women go through equally but differently, I think the reason why it's, affects women so harshly and oftentimes you see this being discussed in the realm of discussing women yeah is if a woman doesn't fit into what is seen as respectful respectable sorry it can be more dangerous for her Mm. in my opinion i love that do you get what i mean i think that that's that's the thing that can make it a bit more like yes men go through it but women we really need to talk about that because for example um catcalling if a woman doesn't fit into uh somebody's view of like beauty right people can see it as an invitation (laughs) to abuse her yeah without knowing her, uh, even if you know someone, you shouldn't abuse them, but people take it as an, uh, uh, an opportunity to verbally, um, digitally <laughs> and physically mm-hmm. abuse you because you don't fit into what they consider valuable. And because of the way society has valued men and women or the, the ideas associated with women, um, with femininity and masculinity, especially character traits like weakness people can play on that yeah and use that as an opportunity to really harm women and a lot of women do go through harm because they don't fit into these respectable archetypes and and so you know women of ethnic minorities um women of color um women who don't have a particular body shape who don't have a particular face um women who don't work in a particular, in a particular uh, field that is considered respectable, mm. people don't see value as connected with humanity. Mm-hmm. They see it as connected with work output, what you do performance. Yeah. And yeah. that's what human beings are out here trying to fulfill those roles to keep them safe rather than us ascribing respect as just a common courtesy. Right. And no one is saying Respect is different to letting somebody influence your life. Mm. You don't have to listen to people, but respect is something that is fundamental. It's it's about treating people with rights, treating people with dignity, no matter what they do, say, and are. 
Like, and and that's just the fundamental. But oftentimes we we use respectability politics as an avenue to exclude people from these basic things. Mm. And we, it it can be very harmful for a lot of groups of people. If we look at people like trans women, for example, um, or uh, transgendered folk, like you can see how people treat them, homeless people, Mm. you know, things like that. Mm. People who don't fit into what we consider to be acceptable. Yeah, Yeah. They're the the outcasts. They're the, the people who live on the fringes of society. It can be so dangerous for them. And often I think women, unfortunately, and specific categories of women fall into the the danger zone of respectability, uh, respectability politics, which is why it's important for us to discuss it and often why it's linked with women when we're talking mm, about it. Yeah. Oh, Courtney. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy you went there because literally I, I love what you were saying. Well, I don't love it. I love the fact that you raised the point yeah. of how this can actively be dangerous mm. for so many different, you know, types of women. So Particularly scary. when it comes to physical abuse. Mm. I think there's such danger for women when they fall outside of what we deem as respectable or valuable. And it's interesting because sometimes these things, whilst they're not respectable, mm. they're desirable. Mm. So when you're a desirable woman, or if you fall into desirability without respect, then suddenly it becomes dangerous. And that's where the whole invitation to abuse comes in because all of a sudden you're not worthy. You're not worthy enough for me to ask your permission. Oh, a word. To have your body. Word. Word. I desire you, but because I don't respect you, I can just have you. And I think it's just so, so dangerous, particularly for women, but also dangerous for men that yeah. we live in a society that validates that. Right, right. Like when we think about like- Or doesn't know, demonize it. Absolutely. Enough. We think about, you know, the woman that wears the short skirt, the woman that, you know, may have like larger breasts yeah. for all intents and purposes, or, you know, any of the examples that you, you, you raised, all of a sudden they become- Literally, their body becomes a site of warfare where yeah. they don't get to control who has access to yeah. them because they're not respected. Yeah, And it's such a shame because I love what you were saying about the fact that respect should be intrinsic. There should be a baseline level of respect because yeah. I think humanity dictates respect. Mm. The fact that you are human, first and foremost, I should respect, respect you on you. that baseline. Yeah, The fact that you're human means that you have agency, yeah. which means you need to ask for permission. But we've created a society where we can actually bypass all of that agency, bypass yeah. all of that permission, because we've created this idea of respectability. And it's just so, so harmful. Very. Particularly when we're thinking about like, you know, abuse statistics for yeah. women. Um, out or like skyrocketing. Skyrocketing. <laughs> and then when we start having, you know, conversations around things like sexual abuse and thinking about, you know, the Me Too movement yeah. and thinking about sexual assault. Yeah respectability politics is so like entangled within yeah. that because it's a matter of respect yeah, exactly and if it, you respect yeah. me you won't traverse my body without permission simple if you respect yourself ah. <laughs> you respect yourself ah. <laughs> um but also it, it's crazy because you you see how we're drawing those lines um and and you see how we're br- we're bringing respectability politics into so many different realms. Mm. Like when you mentioned, um, obviously it's there with gender, but then look at how we're creating respectability politics in our view of um, immigrants, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And the idea of belonging, not belonging, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. is um, your value mm-hmm. if you are not a citizen of this nation? Yeah. Um, 
you know, stereotypes that exist around things and things like that. Like a lot of polarization is happening in the name of respectability politics and people don't know it's happening. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to be careful because as human beings, like you said, the respect should be intrinsic. Um, and that's not to say, you know, because people hear respect and they think, oh, so I should just like bow down to everybody. Yeah. It's not that deep. It's not as deep as you're thinking about it. Respect is basic rights, basic rights to agency, mm. basic rights to safety, to not be invaded. Like when you think about, um, I love what you said about people's bodies becoming sites of war because there are people who are actually living in war-torn countries who because of respectability politics on a more grand scale are being abused and violated all the time. Do you get what I mean? And and it's it's something that's happened over and over again throughout history. Um, but even in, you know, those are the more extreme cases that we all need to fight again. But even when you see it in your daily life, you need to question um, why it's happening. And not just when you see it, but sometimes when you're a perpetrator of it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. That was even in terms of like the more personal or like interpersonal um, engagements where respectability politics becomes a thing. It was literally, it just got me thinking about mm. things like hair especially mm. for women of color uh. entering the workspace, but even men, because there's definitely been a movement of like, you know, men of color wearing their hair naturally. Yeah. Because I think we often focus on women and, you know, women should wear their afros or yeah. their curls and all that yeah. kind of good stuff. But when the brothers do it, all of a sudden, <laughs> he ain't got a shape up no more and it's a problem. So... <laughs> Um, I'm thinking of, you know, like Jay-Z is currently embracing his natural yeah, hair. Yeah, but his hair looks stop scary. It, stop it. <laughs> his hair looks scary. <laughs> um, I'm not the only one thinking it. Okay, scary is the wrong word, but you know what I'm saying. Because I know someone's going to come at me. Scary! Scary! <laughs> scary! Scary! Oh, that's respectability. <laughs> Politics right there. Right there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even as it manifests in like our interpersonal interactions, yeah. what do we have intrinsically in our minds that we use as a filter when we meet someone or when mm. we judge someone? And how does that influence the way that we show them respect? Yeah. And how does it decrease or increase respect based on, you know, yeah. what they look like or how they present? Yeah. Well, that then begs the question that I have for you, Courtney, mm. which is, what do you think of this whole idea of dress how you want to be uh, a dress and uh you know women need to dress respect right right what, what right, does that even mean right, do you believe in it right. what does a respectfully dressed woman woman look like, look like? oh well does she wear knee you, length skirts this is not the knee length that, i haven't seen someone nice. in a knee Some length in a minute length skirts uh, maxi dresses isn't it yeah. maxi dresses yeah are, yeah you know? okay the thing is, this has so many layers yeah. to it. So many layers, so many nuances. You know me, I can ramble for days, but let That's me it. touch on some of the things that go through my mind. Come on, sociologists. Break it down. Screaming, first. that's a lot of pressure, but okay. Break it down. First. So, how does a woman dress respectfully? Oftentimes, there's the uh, idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a whole episode actually on the policing of women's body that Absolutely. you should listen to. And I'm going to use that as the context to this. Yeah. 
women's bodies, like I said, because of they have been objectified, overly sexualized, um, or hypersexualized, mm. um, and seen as just sites for men's adventure. Yeah, yeah. Oftentimes when people talk about a woman dressing respectfully, unfortunately, what they're saying is a woman dressing to protect herself. Mm. That's one element of it. Wow. And that's something that people don't unpack because we've accepted it so much in terms, we've accepted it so much into our culture that we just think, no, if you want to be a lady, no, it's if you want to be safe. Wow. And I think that that's where people neglect that's what people neglect to talk about when they're talking mm. about respectability politics because the onus isn't on me it's on the shortfallings of society wow and that's where people that's what people don't highlight right people don't say wear that long skirt because it's fashionable because it's, it's not it's out of style <laughs> but <laughs> but what they are saying is if you go out not only will the perception be that you are something mm. it also could be seen as an invitation to something not because you're inviting people but because we don't know how people act out there do you get what i mean it's like when your parents hey. used to say it's not that i don't trust you it's that i don't trust the people yeah. out there do you oh, get what i mean Connie, you have me out here sounding like an ambulance <laughs> wow 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 <laughs> And that's, but that's something people neglect to say because Mm. it's the wider context to the conversation of respectability politics, unfortunately, um, sometimes more on a superficial level, but it can be really harmful, the consequences of a society that has failed to demonize the actions of certain people. Mm -hmm. So like we said with the catcalling example, and if you listen to our um, episode on like the policing of women's bodies, I gave... um, an example about how while I was really, really young, like primary school age, um, somebody touched me inappropriately in public, right? And the response of a lot of people to me because I was developing so quickly at an early stage in life was to cover up. And what they neglected to say is that it wasn't my body that was in the wrong. It was the actions of other people. But because I didn't see the actions of other people be demonized and actually like reprimanded, I just thought that there was something wrong with me mm-hmm. and I had to dress a certain way. I had to carry myself a certain way. So when people talk about respectability politics, I do see the aspect of what you're saying is true, not because of me, but because of them. That's that's sad. Like that's the sad aspect of it. Um, sorry, what was the original question? Wow. That was the original question. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Um, yeah, but what was the original question? Because there was what something. What does a respectful, if I yeah, a woman, respectfully, like, you know, dress to be addressed? Yeah, dress. What does the respectfully dressed woman look like? But then there are other instances where th- this kind of rhetoric of respectability politics does make sense when you are showing up for a particular role. Yeah. So, like, if you're going into the corporate world, for okay, example, yeah, yeah. wearing a tracksuit to your office, unless that's your office is like has a policy on that, it wouldn't make sense. So that's a very minor kind of example of respectability politics, right? Mm. Um, no matter what is up here, no matter how smart you are, how much money you could make us, you've got to fit in this environment, yeah. you know, and you've got to follow that culture. So respectability politics really is based on culture. It's really based on cultural elements. Mm. Unfortunately, though, our culture is shaped by the, the, the norms and values that have been shaped through history and a history that is tainted by a lot of prejudice a lot of ignorance um eugenics um just (laughs) 
Our response is evil. <laughs> evil. <laughs> and exploitation. Where and exploitation. What, so when we think about that, we have to respect, we have to inspect the things that we have blindly accepted mm. as truth mm-hmm. when it comes to the way that we should look and what women are supposed to be and 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 what ladies are supposed to look like um but I think for me like as much as we can jump into the nitty-gritty of things I think the the bit that people are ignoring mm. is the bigger picture of safety yeah and why have yeah. we created this environment in the first place yeah. um yeah that's what I'd say I absolutely adore Literally, this episode is just going to be me saying, I love your answer, Courtney. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, But I love what you said about safety because Mm. I think the prevailing narratives that we see online is always jumping straight into, well, I think a woman should wear this or X, Y, Z. And ignoring the wider context of it's actually unsafe. We're not safe. This isn't just a whole, this isn't a conversation even about value. This is a conversation about safety safety first because we're not sure what kind of crazy weirdos are out there and unfortunately this yeah. is a world where crazy unfortunate weirdos actually have access yeah. to with very minimal consequences Ooh. so it's not even yeah it's not even a conversation on like what should i buy it's more so like how can i protect myself yeah and i think it's sad that we've gotten to that place tragic society. actually tragic i think it's even sadder that there are certain articles of clothing as well that women will wear and mm. I think it's just unfair because all bodies are different. Mm. So the way that we even read respect is yeah, different, different. Like different people's bodies. 100%. Some people can wear a crop top and it's like, oh, it's cute. It's giving me American yeah. apparel. It's giving yeah. me, you know. And it looks appropriate. It looks appropriate. But say somebody else wears that crop top, all of a sudden, sex, yeah. prostitutes, whore, no, whore. All of these like words. Not that, whore. Say, You're a whore. Have you seen that? There's a meme. Whore. Yeah. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's who you are. Yeah. You're inviting sexual activity, and it's like, mm. what if I just really liked this top? Mm. What if I really just like this skirt? Mm. Why is that a problem? Mm. And I think it's interesting because we've spoken about respectability politics insofar as like being desired with lack of respect. Yeah. But then there's also the respectability politics whilst you're like, you're actually undesirable or mm. seen as undesirable. And now you actually lack respect. So I'm thinking of, um, for example, women that may be like skinnier or women mm. that are overweight, right? Mm. There's certain things you can't wear because it's not flattering mm. for your shape. Mm. The respectability politics around that, because you haven't dressed around that, then all of a sudden I can't respect you. Mm. And even pretty privilege play. There's just so many layers to this. Pretty it's so frustrating. Privilege. Pretty privilege because there are some women who are conventionally attractive, yeah. both in terms of their face as yeah. well as their body type. Yeah. And they can get away with wearing certain items of clothing yeah. and still be respected. Yeah. Whereas women who may not have, you or know. Or acting in a certain way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, which is actually a fantastic segue to my next question. Okay. Which is around respectability physically versus the more intangible elements of Mm. respectability Mm. so as women talk to me more about respectability in terms of like the way that we dress Mm. versus the way that we actually engage with other people right what are the kind of rules that women face when you know trying to be seen as respectable right um 
in the way that they actually present themselves as people. You know what I was going to say? What? Don't ask me. Go and ask everyone who's made a feminine energy video. Because that's exactly what all of that content is. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry for the drag, but everything you were saying was making me think the only points that I could give is literally sis, wear lighter colours. <laughs> Make sure your hair stays nice. There, Don't have your nails too long. Is there an e- is there an EKG? <laughs> is there a heart rate? I mean, Am I lying? Did I lie? Tell me, friend. I was thinking the exact there same you thing. go. There you go. I... And I rest my case. So we regret to inform you that this episode has been cut short right there. Uh, no, like that was literally all that was going through. Like, I rest my case. I was speaking, I was just like, this sounds like the. Th- and it's not i know people like but feminine energy is so divine i get it (laughs) i get it what i'm talking about is how it has been made so uh so much about aesthetics Mm. it has been made so much about um approval and acceptance and you don't want to be like this you don't want to be viewed like this you don't want to be one of them girls why not? Because what are one of them girls? Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like, what what mm. is it that you were trying to say? Mm-hmm. And also, why is it that oftentimes in these perfect images, the Lori Harveys, the the Kelly Rollers, these perfect images, they all look a particular way, and it's all to satisfy the male gaze. One of the biggest things that used to scare me about how people used to kind of idealize um Lori Harvey as forget her being a person yeah. one of the th- the the things they used to say is you rarely ever hear Lori Harvey speak this is the, I, I was literally about to say and I used to think why is that such a selling point not nothing it's nothing to do with Lori Harvey like I have I love her I was watching her Vogue get ready with me the mm, other day I had so many things in my it. shopping basket yeah, oh, love her gorgeous girl but why is it that the appeal of top tier femininity is silence mm. why do people love that so much Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. well dang ain't that a trick <laughs> Not ain't that a trick? Ain't that a trick? <laughs> it, and, it and I get okay. You may have your preferences, but as as for me in my house, oh. one one thing that I just don't understand oh. is that element of it. Mm. Like it, it's about letting. And I know, yeah, we're all meant to have a balance of feminine and masculine characteristics and traits. I get it. But when you are creating images that the perfect woman, the woman that is desired by most men, the the top tier of men, the men that we consider valuable, according to our own skewed perspective, she doesn't really speak. Mm -hmm. She's very childlike. She's easily controlled. Very submissive. And she ain't, she ain't saying nothing. But that's respectable. She mute. But that's respectable. And they'll they'll say weird things like, but see, you'll learn that that's where your power is really. When you, you don't have to say much. She just, she's trying to manipulate you. It's interesting that a lot of these rhetorics have come and been shaped by men. They are trying to, and, and let's not act like this is about creating the perfect balance of just harmony between men mm. and women. This is still about power. Mm-hmm. Everything is politics. Yeah. Everything yeah. is still about power. Yeah. So let's not act like this is not about some form of domination, some form. And, and you can even argue the same thing about, you know, some more radical ex, um, extremes of the feminist movement. It's about power. It's about power dynamics and who has power over who. Yeah. 
We have to make sure that we are still mindful of that, especially if we are taking a lot of these images, advices, think pieces and implementing them into our real lives because it doesn't fit for everybody, right? So in terms of the physical and the characteristic traits, sorry, the silence thing was one thing that really alarmed me, but mm. I'm going to move on from that. Mm. The other thing is... um you know, just, just being well presented, being neat and this concept of neatness. And I love that you mentioned about the hair because mm-hmm. oftentimes a lot of hair doesn't fit into the neat category. You know, a girl can go out and, sh- you know, <laughs> shout out to our sisters of other races, Honestly. man. But um, my white sisters, you know, you go out with your messy bun and you're thinking, oh, I look so disheveled. But really and truly people are going, oh, that's cute. You know, yeah, they make it, that's yeah, new hair. Yeah. It's layers. Us? Oh. Black women? First of all, it don't even fall the same. It don't. Me doing a messy bun, my hair will be tangled in 2.5. To our white sisters, we embrace you. We're about to tell you the tea. (laughs) But for real, for real, like, if I go out with my hair just in a bun, forget even being messy, just bunned, but I don't have my edges slicked, that's not neat. That's not acceptable. So now I got to go and buy edge control and gel. Some of us are suffering from some serious traction alopecia. Oh no. Because of respectability politics. Oh no. (laughs) You know, I'm still picking on my edges from that last episode that you were doing this kind of rubbish. But a lot of us look at the extremes that we have had to go through Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. and through. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I think like for me, I've, I've tried my best to just I don't want my hair to be politicized anymore. I'm just going yeah, to do whatever the heck I, I want. want. Cause I don't have, time I don't have time for it. I don't, I don't care if you don't like it. I no. like it. Get out of my business. That's, that's literally And it's it. not for you. But in that same vein, a lot of us still have to play the game sometimes if we want, you know, and, and it, I love, there was something that you said earlier in this conversation and um, before this conversation that we're really deep into, but mm-hmm. Resistance looks different to everybody. Resistance mm-hmm. to to certain expectations looks different to everybody. And I think to, to myself, for me, there are certain things that people say are respectable that I still adhere to, not because it's respectful, but respectable, but because I like it. And so it really does come down to agency. Mm-hmm. Because it's not to say the women who wear the long, you know, Rapunzel, straight hair wigs are, well, she's just a coon. You know, or the <laughs> the Umar. other sisters, <laughs> Doctor Umar. Doctor Umar is somewhere chuckling. He said, "Hold on, I got something to say about that now." Or um, for you know our, our sisters of different races, like if you're a white um sister, you may actually just really like the aesthetics of like. Do you remember when white girls were being clowned for like Starbucks and pumpkin pumpkin spice latte, yeah. like stuff like? That. I know, you know it's really trivial. Like actually popped off though. Biggest ma- listen. Pumpkin spice latte popped off. Do you get what I mean? There there may be stereotypes that you experience that you may just generally really like, right? And so you just think to yourself, okay, like I don't care what people are saying about it. I don't care if it fits into respectability politics. I enjoy this. That's agency though, because at least you're aware and at least you're not projecting it then onto other people and making them feel less than Mm. because they don't adhere to what you think is acceptable. Right. And I think that that's, that's one thing I'm, I'm, I'm trying to accept and learn more so now. Um, but yeah, like as, as women, I think we shouldn't allow the fact that we're not trying to adhere to respectability politics to take away our agency to just choose what we want. Mm-hmm. So like if, if a, a person says, oh, like as a woman, if you want to be respectful, you should ha- respectable, you should have your hair done all the time. 
you can choose to have your hair done all the time or not. Like it, it really comes down to what it is you like. One thing that I think as women, we unfortunately have to fall into, um, unfortunately have to navigate around, sorry, is trying to fit into what is everyone tells us is acceptable i don't know based on what survey or what what like everyone has an idea men don't like this girl women who are good like who are you talking about who are they so when we survey these, where are they? Where are they? Do you get like the men you speak of? Who are right. they? And sometimes we we even get there, right? Where it's like, oh, sometimes men are this, men are that. But who are the men we speak who of? It's a specific subset, and you have mm-hmm. to keep that in mind because you know some of the things growing up that people used to say was ugly about me. I would go home, and my dad would be like, "Girl, you're the most gorgeous girl I've ever seen. You are beautiful." And he wasn't just gassing me as he probably was, but at the same time, he has affirmed that I was beautiful, mm-hmm. and I don't need to listen mm-hmm. to what anyone is talking about up out there and he was a man yeah so now what oh courtney i'm speechless <laughs> this is really you've you've really given Not us i'm speechless no, you've really given us the goose here but the you give goose. you give us because i'm really your thoughts have really opened up my brain <laughs> so i really want the girls to 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 like get that you've given us the goose today um i love what you were saying about silence in terms of why is it again why does a respectable woman sound like nothing like she makes no noise because she's not a threat to establish patriarchal narratives there we go mm. I, we've said patriarchy at least once in this episode yeah right? i think it's yeah, come up okay. a few it's, times it's, it's but if you want to throw it in there yeah i was like let me drop it in there in case enough. we haven't um so there's definitely that but also even other things that become a little bit more political like the way that you actually speak. Yeah. Like the, not, you know, swearing. I love what mm. you were saying in, in terms of like resistance looks different to, you know, different people. Um, not swearing, things like not being too loud, not having, you know, a deep voice. All of these little things are all about respectability politics. How can I respect you if you don't adhere to these social norms of mm. what I think a woman is supposed to be? Mm. And it becomes difficult because... As women, because we're so different, we fall into some, but not others. Yes. And then all of a sudden it's like a catch-up game of, you know, I'm trying to work hard on the things that I have yeah. while simultaneously trying to acquire the things that I don't. Mm. Because I'm trying to fit into this mold of the ideal woman for mm. the ideal man that does not exist anyways. I, I wanted to just jump in on that Go real for quick. It. And the most insidious thing about that is then it causes you to turn against other women. Oh. To just make yourself seem more close because they're further from the post, Listen. right? So, for example, it's at least I'm not like her. No, mm. okay, hold on. At least I'm not like hold them. Hold on, let me just hold on. And, hold and on. it's classist. Hold on. It can get hold racist. On. Hold on. Hold on it second. can get real ugly hold real on quick. A second. Hold on a second. Let me get ready for the pick me's out there. <laughs> no, let <laughs> yeah. Let me let's get ready for the pick me's out here because there are some women out here that are capping. They have such internalized misogyny, such internalized like patriarchal manifestations. Yeah, that it gets to the point where they're actively tearing down other women because they want to be more desirable to mm. men. And sis, we know it's not your fault, but you're the ones who are here, so we're talking to you. You are the weakest link. You are. Policing mm. women's bodies, policing what they say and do, because, and it's not bec- out of, um, you know, love. It's yeah. not because you actually want better for them. Yeah. It's because you want to be seen as that woman. You want to be seen as, you know, the one that's going against the grain that, you know, men resonate with. That and men you know what's like. so funny? 
there will always be something about the nature of patriarchy and capitalism. Right. There will always be something about you that will not fit in, right. sis. So all this jumping and bending over backwards that you are doing, it doesn't make you any more perfect. Not even You're just saying, I at least I'm more perfect than they are. At least I'm closer to perfection than they are, mm. but it doesn't give you full acceptance. And it's such a shame because we see this in so many different, um, I guess struggles yeah right? we see this in ethnic minority communities where we have like model minority right mm, i think for women we have model exceptionalism women. absolutely women and i've seen it so much on like content around like men's content right mm. we see these women that will be calling into shows or mm. women that will be you know actively getting involved in men's community mm. groups because they want to be seen as the exception mm. to the rule you're not mm. you're not mm. and you will be proved wrong again and or again e- and even if you are to take pride in that is oh, quite problematic. Bro. There is something that I always see, um, I often see when people like talk about us, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so nice to see like well-spoken mm. black women. Mm, it's yeah. like, what you got to say about our sister? Say it again. Say, because I can get... Re- Listen, you guys I still really live get, on an estate, baby. Do you baby. know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, they're, you, you they're, must have forgot. <laughs> you must have lost your mind. But even if I couldn't fit into both, right? Mm. There is nothing less um, beautiful and less acceptable about our sisters who cannot articulate the same way we can. Absolutely. Right? And people can use the fact that we went to these elite universities and we have degrees and we built businesses and we've done all this stuff as exceptionalism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm black excellence Mm -hmm. all of these things but the fact that there's a there's a true fact that we need to fight against which is just because i've got all that doesn't mean you should respect me any more than you respect the girl who you don't find exceptional Mm. who you don't think to be um like the the teenage mum. Yeah. Or, yeah. Cause you know, there are a lot of people who say, oh, you fought the statistics, but there are so many of our sisters who have the most amazing heart, who are human beings, who deserve respect, who are the statistic, who fell into every trope. So what? what is she not good? It's the Claudette Colvin versus Rosa mm. Parks all over again. Are they not able to give their views, their opinions to stand for anything, to, to be seen as worthy of being left alone? Check the stories and the narratives that you tell yourself. Yeah. Who do you see as valuable and why? 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 Why are you affording certain people more respect than others? Mm. And if it is as tenuous and meaningless as aesthetics, mm. as the experiences they've been through, yeah. as they're conforming to certain stereotypes or tropes, yeah. you really do need to, ch- especially as women, yeah. forget about, listen, I'm talking to specifically the women that are listening right 100. now. Forget about all of the men out there right now that are pre and or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I'm speaking to the women that actually follow us and listen to yes. us. We need you to do the internal work. We've said this all the time, but here specifically, mm. we don't tolerate any internalized misogyny. We don't tolerate any challenge lack of it. respect. We need you to challenge Deliver this yourself. This is how real friendships are born. This is it. Your friends are not always going to look like you, talk like you, sound like you. And in fact, some of the richest conversations, the richest friendships that you will have will be with people that are absolutely the opposite of everything you are. This is it. And it's not even just how f- true friendships is born is how true sisterhood is born because mm-hmm. oftentimes we want to be sisters we want to be 
followers. We want to be in the communities of the girls who look the best, Absolutely. who have the aesthetic things. And it's not just their physical look, um, but sometimes it can be, it's, she has the degree, she has the businesses, she, she's that woman. It makes sense for us to it, be friends. It makes sense for us to be friends, or I just want to be around that. Yeah. But actually, you're not just sisterhood is not just about forming relationships with a package it's about seeing the human being and the story that exists inside that package because a lot of us especially as women are walking around with these veneers of i am so happy i am so look at my designer bag look and that's not to say this is the only reason why people have these things not at all but it is a good way to keep people on the surface Mm. and if we're growing ourselves to be women of depth we also have to give women the grace to be able to dive deep into their character and into their story and get to know who they truly are where they have been from whether we agree with their decisions or not whether we um have the same viewpoints or not i have to see you as a human being not just somebody who has done amazing things you know that there's that that phrase you're a human being not a human doing you are somebody who is is so much more you are before you have done Mm. and i think that that's where we get so caught up in terms of females and female friendships Mm. we act as that females well in terms of women (laughs) that's where we get so wrapped up as women and in female friendships we act as though everything is about what have you done i cannot be what qualifies you to be my friend is what you have done And if I accept that and whether I approve of that rather than what led you to make those decisions? Because a lot of us made decisions out of desperation. Absolutely. We've made decisions out of fear. We've made decisions out of, I never thought that I would be able to get any better. (sighs) Or at the time, I just thought that this was the best thing. This is it. And I've since grown up, but I still have to live with those consequences or I'm still trying to change my mindset or I'm still trying to escape from these things of my history and my past. And I'm doing the internal work to do that. But all you see is a bunch of mistakes. All you see is a bunch of, I would never do that. Mm. Who gives a damn? I'm a person going through a journey. Are you trying to be a part of that journey or not? Am I just, or am I just not good enough? And it's the pride as well, because you are 20 seconds away from being that person that you despise. One small mistake. One small mistake. It's the compassion for me. What you're literally one small mistake from being the person that you demonize. Facts. You are Facts. I don't even want to be in anybody's business, but you are literally uh, playing with fire just because you didn't get pregnant that one time. All of a sudden you have I something to done. say. I said and you I were one to... condom rip you away <laughs> from being Kevin Samuel's example. Listen, <laughs> You <laughs> took that emergency Big facts. control Big on time. Big facts. I'm telling you now. We dealt with some we, stuff there. We went there. We went there. We went there. <laughs> That's what sisters do. We go there. We make you feel comfortable. <laughs> but bringing it back to an actual live example. Yeah. Um, that's occurred relatively recently. Yeah. Um, for context, for those sisters that are not, you know, aware of the situation at hand, mm-hmm. we have Miss Monique, who is a... Um, Comedian, actress, actress, comedian, yeah. all that kind of good stuff. And recently she went on IG Live, I believe, to mm. share her opinion on bonnets and um, outside clothes. clothes versus inside clothes. And um, allegedly she had seen a sister out here in the airport wearing her bonnet outside. Mm-hmm. Came back on IG Live to talk about the fact that, you know, folks that wear their bonnets outside are not queens. 
Um, and just general disdain around, you know, wearing inappropriate clothing for outside and what, you know, people would think about that. Now, she's had quite a bit of backlash from... Oh, a lot of backlash. Um, she's had a movement of backlash, <laughs> a sea of backlash, if you will, um, of folks who have told her in no spectacular terms to mind her business. Miss Courtney, what is your take in... The things that happen, Again, the things I have several think. thoughts. I completely agree with the mind your business thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. there's a part of me that gets where Monique was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I, I want, I, okay, just ride with me on this one, hold sis. On, hold I know on. you're probably going to be I thinking, girl, I no, know. So but please type listen type to me. As we speak, there's somebody typing on the YouTube comments. Hold on. Wait, okay. just hear me out. Okay. When it comes to this Monique situation, mm-hmm. the reason why I kind of hear what she was saying is because every single person, and yes, I've I've seen the floor of the way I was thinking about this because of Renee, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about agency already, but every person who I saw critique her yeah. about, um, you know, you should just mind your business. Women should be allowed to do whatever they want. I completely, I completely agree. It's not just about women being allowed to do what they want because I completely agree that she can't dictate to anybody what they should do. And we'll talk about that in a second. Mm. They've all said, I would never choose to do that though. I would never wear a bonnet outside, right? And and these are women who will be like, women should be allowed to wear whatever they want. And We're not saying women shouldn't be allowed to wear what they want. But do you think Monique is lying when she says that when you go out and and I don't agree with the queen statement, that's where I draw the line. Mm. But when you go out and you're dressed a certain way, people are not going to perceive you a certain way. It's the truth. It is. It is. Like, let's, let's keep it a hundred, like, let's keep it a buck. Yeah. People are going to, as much as you may, you know, say, forget what people think about me. We cannot lie that we're living in a world where you are allowed to enter certain things and, um, yeah, be accepted and, and participate in certain things based on the way that you look, the way that you speak, etc. Unfortunately, a lot of us, for example, we grew up north side of that london town yeah hood girls right yeah but we knew when we went to our university interviews code switching yeah yeah and we code switch very well code switching is a form of respectability politics i don't care what people say yeah it is a form of respectability politics and as much as we know of that like i said everyone's resistance look looks different though because we know that and yet we still code switch Do you get what I mean? Mm. And so I get where Monique was coming from in the sense that, yeah, like people will perceive you in a certain way if you wear that. But you can also decide that you don't care. (laughs) And that's the bit that I love about agency, right? And that's this is why I didn't understand why so many people got onto Monique so much. Because I'm the sort of person who, that's your opinion. I don't agree. I'm just going to click off. I don't, I don't, you're not, just because you've got a platform doesn't mean you dictate to me how I should live. So you say, and the other thing that I loved about what people were saying was, if Monique was to really come up to you and do a quick tap tap, baby, I know you were queen, you are beautiful, but that bonnet on your head, you can get punched in the mouth. Not by me, I'm delivered, I'm saved. But others... Not even I was old, <laughs> old, <laughs> older. 
would have got rocked your jaw. Oh, me? <laughs> rocked your jaw. We could have spat, Miss Monique. <laughs> I really like you, though. But, like, it you, you can't do that to yeah, people. And, yeah. and you also cannot be the one to police every single person, mm. right? So a part of me got where she was coming from. Yeah. And a part of me thought, but I don't care, yeah. right? And that same day I saw the video, I went to the post office in my headscarf. <laughs> Didn't give a damn. Yeah. So I feel like it, it really comes down to you should not, yeah, you should not dictate to people what it is they can and cannot wear. Who are you to do that in the yeah, first place? Yeah. But there is an ele- there's there's an element of this that highlights the exact essence of respectability politics and the fact that yes, there is unfortunately a way that you have to navigate this world. You can choose to completely resist that a hundred percent, but there are also some people who have to choose to play according to that. And I think because Monique is from a different generation, where in order to get far at all, you have to really play to these respectability politics things. We're definitely living at a different time. Yeah, 100%. We're living in a time where you can say, F that, I'm not doing that. Mm. And people will have to listen to you because if they don't, it's, it's called discrimination, it's yes. you know? <laughs> so, but in her time, mm. nah. Mm. If you don't follow the rules, get out. Oh. And so if you're trying to advance and be accepted in these spaces, yeah. you have to follow those rules. Yeah. So I get why she was then projecting that and saying that because that is her lived experience. Mm. Other people don't have to subscribe to it though. Yeah. Heard this from Evelyn from the internet. It's one of my favorite in- YouTubers, right? Yeah. And she was saying, what's interesting is if Monique is talking about respectability and being a queen and not degrading yourself as a black woman, her entire comedic career has been built on self-deprecating humor. She won an Oscar for her role in Precious, which wasn't exactly the most queen-like behavior and role to play. So, Uh, I thought that that, but somebody did also highlight the point that everyone is allowed to evolve. And I completely agree. But if you're going to talk about people in their current... No, I mean in the sense that maybe before she was making self-deprecating jokes, but now she's changed her self-image. Now self she's image. projecting them. Oh, damn. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Monique. I tried. You tried, girl. I tried it. I tried to help you. You really did. Okay, so... <clears throat> I hear her. I hear the <laughs> underpinning sentiments of what Monique was trying to say. My issue was very much so the framing mm. of the way that she entered the conversation mm. first and foremost. Mm. So I mentioned to this to you earlier, yeah. but this whole idea of dictation, I get as the internet, you can share your opinion and all of that good stuff, but the ascription of value to whether or not you wear a bonnet or not is mm. extremely harmful, particularly mm. to black women 100%. who have been for all intents and purposes, over-regulated, over-policed. Yeah. Yeah. It's just... Real, real tired narratives of you need to look a certain way in order to be accepted, even within your own community. Community. Um, So this whole idea of you not being a queen or you having, you know, less value as a result of you wearing a bonnet outside... That's a problem because also, as we, this, just sorry, this queen status thing, I don't like it. We need to stop that. Right yeah. D- yeah. We need to, because I think it also is, it's nice, yeah. but it dehumanizes black 100%. people. Like even we don't have to, we don't have today. to be we royalty don't. all the time. We don't have to Some be. Some of you Listen, are descendants am, of sevens. I, <laughs> 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 sorry. 
Listen, we have been peddling ancient crap. You better leave us alone, Courtney. We can be the descendants of any king or queen that we like, okay? If you say so. I'm screaming. All I know is my grandma used to sell salt fish in the market. That's who I come from. And, and I'm proud what? of it. You know what? That's even something that we, uh, maybe for another time. But 100%. We need to normalize black mediocrity. Because I. I'm sorry. What? This is, but this is what I mean. To be mediocre sometimes, you know, I mean, just get by and that's fine. And, and you I, know I, it makes me think of um, Virgil Abloh. His is robbery. That's not mediocrity. That's <laughs> and I'm here for robbery. Because when people are like, oh, these designs, I said, listen, he's getting his bag. Nah, you get that's yours. robbery still. That's robbery. <laughs> there I'm are so it. many talented designers I out there. Let and him get his bag. To be honest, though, I support him, a Ghanaian king. 100%. And he's doing, he's absolutely doing the job by not doing <laughs> by the job. Doing and I'm here job. for it. I'm here for it, Virgil. Off white. You better come to give us nothing. <laughs> you better give us nothing. What? I hear you. But yeah, speaking about mediocrity, but coming back to Monique. Mm. So this whole idea of your value being based on, like if she had framed it around, listen, Mm. I don't like it, but Mm. as you were saying, Courtney, we live in a society where you are going to be judged by your appearance. So it is advisable if you want to be judged in a way that is agreeable, acceptable, Mm. then you might not want to wear, you know, bonnets outside. things, yeah. But for her to present this as a, your value decreases by you, you know, wearing a bonnet outside. Out of order. It's absolutely out of order. And I think, as you were saying, she comes from a different generation. um, And resistance doesn't always look like how you want it to look. Some people will wear their bonnets outside. Some people won't. It's not your business. It's not your business to dictate what value looks like. It's not your business to dictate what resistance looks like. It's not your business, period. And I think that's sometimes the danger of social media is that it validates people's opinions because they have a platform. Mm. Just because you have a platform, just because people follow you, just because you have a community, doesn't mean that people are not going to pull you by your thong straps (laughs) if you're chatting rubbish. (laughs) They will pull you by your britches and tell you, listen, I don't care if you have a illustrious career or whatnot yeah. but what you've actually spouted can be dangerous it's a new world it's and i think world. the problem with like the, most of the opposition is that this whole idea of like minding your business mm. we do need to go in a little bit deeper and talk more about the context because the internet is the internet people come and share their opinions all, all the, the time. time so as you know courtney was saying you can absolutely mind your business and keep scrolling but what's important about making a response to monique is bringing in the wider context yeah. of this is actually about respectability politics yeah. this is more than a you know you have this is more than a conversation about what looks good on like you know people yeah and about you know minding your business this is a conversation about agency yeah it's about historic oppression this it's a it. conversation that is about you know how do we police enact bodies. precisely how do we police bodies and how do we enact our resistance on an individual versus a community scale mm. it's a big conversation mm. and mind your business is not the beginning no, rather, it's not the end of the conversation. It's the beginning. Yes. So mind yeah. your business and I'm going to tell you why, why you need to mind your business. Yeah. Do you understand? Facts. So I think, yeah, auntie needed to like, well, she didn't need to keep it quiet because, mm. you know, by all intents and purposes, share your opinion. Yeah. But 
be aware of the fact that this is the internet age and yeah. people will fight back. This is it. Especially when it comes to the millennials and Gen Zs, we don't take that. Listen, she reminds me of like, you know them aunties and yeah. stuff that be telling you where your skirt like this, I will where your tell you. like this, <laughs> da, 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 da. Go and take care of your husband. But when you tell them about their son in prison, all of a sudden... You, There's a lot of quiet coming from you, auntie. So all of a sudden it's disrespect. <laughs> or, you know, when you tell her that maybe that gold lipstick is not in fashion Not anymore. the gold. Why did that even <laughs> become <laughs> That and the eyebrows. Metallic lip. <laughs> well. Iconic though. But when you say something like that, all of a sudden you're the disrespectful one. Yeah. So I think, yeah, there's definitely like a generational disconnect and we've definitely come to a place where because of the explosion of, you know, social media, Mm. because of the explosion of the hyper visibility Mm. of challenging these things, people are not going to sit down and take BS. Yeah, of course. Or anything they perceive to be BS, even if it's coming out, you know, this was really saying up, you know, my dear babies, you know, all of that kind of stuff there. Yeah, no babies. Yeah. We're some grown women. 100%. I get, I get it. People are not going to stand for it. Um, but then to what degree also are we living in a world where people may have to decide, uh, I just, I might have to play this game. Yeah. This is, I mean, and I think what's important about that conversation is getting people to understand it's their call. Yeah. Yeah. We're not telling you to do X or Y. We're presenting you the options. You got to make the call. For yourself. This is it. Like, here's the evidence. And do you know what? Like, in some of the conversations we've had previously, some of the things seem like some of the, I guess, responses and actions to these kind of, like, questions seem so native to us. Mm. Because we think about critical thinking so easily. But this is actually not something that's native to everybody. And this is another thing that plays into respectability politics. Because people... Monique may be thinking about respectability politics and not know that that's the name even, you know? And and there are so many people who say things who, like, for example, have you ever had your parents say something to you? Then you explain to them what you've learned about that concept. And Mm. they tell you, yeah, that's true, but life is life. This is the real world. Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. A lot of us, because we are now educated and we have exposure to all of these different tools, we have changed the way that we think. Yeah. But a lot of people don't have the access to the resources, the language, the the learnings that mm. we have had. Mm. We have gone to university. We have degrees. We've studied these things. Other people don't necessarily have that much access. Mm. And mm-hmm. what's allowing them to navigate through their lives are implementing these principles. Yeah, yeah. So as much as we can drag them for filth because we know a better way now, mm-hmm. we have to also appreciate that in mm-hmm. their journey as well, if mm-hmm, that makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think actually what's beautiful about that experience mm. is we traverse that liminal space of in-between. Yeah. Because it's so easy for folks to be having these kind of conversations in isolated places and like academic spaces mm. and stuff like that without actually doing anything about it yeah. or like trying to like make change and yeah. stuff, which is why it's so important to, I guess, have things like TMS where we can talk about this with the sisters. That's why we're here, baby. The sisters and all that. That's why we're here. Um, and I guess that would actually be a great place to land this plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ooh, thank you guys for riding aboard the TMS Airlines. What an episode. I really enjoyed this one. It and got turbulent. Yeah, we, it really did get. Ooh, 
It felt like a Ryanair. <laughs> Ryanair flight. But we, we're here to land the plane. And we hope that we gave you guys some interesting things to think about. Mm. What are your thoughts on respectability politics? What are your thoughts on, you know, Monique Gates? The uh... Monique Gates? <laughs> oh my God. The bonnet scandal. scandal. What do you think about, you know, policing women's bodies? Put them down in the comment section of our YouTube video below. Please, please, please. And of course, you can always say hi to us on instagram at to my sisterhood and of course say hi to us individually on our pages too at cd boateng that's me and at renee kapuku yes ah oh, what an episode Boy. but yes of course you can join in the conversation and just cause a ruckus come on over on twitter check it out at to my sisterhood and Give hashtag to, to my sisters and if you're right here already hit that subscribe button i know that's right the analytics be stitching on y'all say 50 percent of y'all ain't subscribed what what so you guys are regular visitors to this podcast and you ain't even staying for afters wow I'm disappointed in you baby wow but it's stop okay it. stop it <laughs> should put a monique meme right here anyway <laughs> please do hit that subscribe button honestly it really helps out the channel and the sisterhood grow um but of course mm. how many times do we have to say the Wait, the mailing list is waiting oh, for you to now. join it. Come on now. So many exclusive glow and grow tips. Come on now. So many things that you could implement. So many resources for you to read. Sign up. www.tomysisters.com Don't say we ain't never helped you out. Oh. <laughs> so, we hope that this has given you a lot to think about. Sisters, we will talk to you very soon. And remember, keep glowing and growing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.